Well, hey, this is Rob, and that's Micaiah, and you're listening to another bonus episode of You Forgot One. And Micaiah, I am feeling festive today because we are here to talk about our favorite Christmas albums. Micaiah, I feel weird even saying that. So help us unpack this idea of a Christmas album in in navigating through the idea. Is a Christmas album purely novelty or are there great Christmas albums? Yeah, well, I think there's all kinds of Christmas albums, you know, like um, it's, it's, it's always so weird to me when people say, well, I don't like Christmas music because you might as well be saying, well, I don't like music because if. Like there's there's very traditional Christmas music. There's the very more like religious Christmas music. Um, there's really great pop Christmas. If you like Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Mariah Carey, Destiny's Child, those songs are out there. You know what I mean? Like, and it's good pop music that's just centered around a holiday. But for me, like, what's so fun about Christmas is kind of the one year where everyone really doubles down on listening to music from the 40s, the 50s. In the 60s, and everyone's just like, oh, yeah, this is my, the time of year where I just love to listen to music from like 1945 to like 1968. You know, so it's like my time to shine. How much of that do you think is wrapped up in the fact that for many of us, there are famous Christmas movies or Christmas television shows or Christmas specials? We subconsciously or unconsciously connect era that those movies came out in. Mm-hmm. with the air with the era of that music and so then then we kind of yeah. forever connect the two ideas i think what you're getting at there is how much of it is just like nostalgia mm-hmm. how much of it is what you listen to when you were younger what your parents you know listen to when they were younger what your grandparents listened to when they were younger how much of it is nostalgia and just by virtue of tradition you know and i think that's a big part of it um but I don't think that it has to be exclusively that, you know, of course it could be tied to like, Oh, when I was little, I did a dance recital and we danced to Charlie Brown Christmas, you know, so that's connected to you forever. And that rules, or it's just like, well, every, you know, come November, I put on the Christmas music radio station. I listened to that to January, you know, and the Christmas, the Christmas stations kind of have like 20 songs. So they like really hit really hard. For like a couple of months, but they, they they play the hits. They play the hits. Every version of Slayer Ride that's out there, you're gonna get it. Every hour on the hour. Um, yeah. So I think it's a nostalgia thing. Um, I, and I know people who will listen to Christmas music out out of season. But I mean, I guess the question that you're really getting at is like, is this music good in and of itself, or is it just seasonal or tied to nostalgia is this music standalone really good music so like for our purposes is there a christmas album that is so good that it can transcend the kind of novelty seasonal attachments and be considered maybe one of the great albums of all time i think there are a couple contenders really oh yeah Okay. I'm, I'm interested for us to talk about that. I, I do want to mention something 
there are people who either kind of begrudgingly go along with this or they they kind of have firm stands about it or there are people that are like, no, this is mine. I'm going to do it whenever I want. And what I mean by that is when is the appropriate time of year to play Christmas music? There are those who will say you cannot play Christmas music until Thanksgiving is over. The day after Thanksgiving, that's when you can start playing Christmas music. And then there are those like my mother, for example, who she's going to start playing Christmas music the first day that the temperature drops below 60 degrees. If that's in September, that's when she's going to start playing Christmas music. Because as much as it is Christmas music, it's music generally about a holiday. What ends up happening, I think, for a lot of people is Christmas music becomes kind of generic winter music or generic music of the late fall. Yeah, but and I think that's true because back to what I was trying to get to a much larger question that no one even asked that, you know, Christmas music sometimes is just breakup music. Mm. Sometimes it's baby Jesus music. Sometimes it's Santa wants to get some too music. Um, sometimes it's Hanukkah music. Something, you know what I mean? It's some, and sometimes it's just, it's cold outside music. Mm-hmm. Which is why, I mean, there's like really subversive, satirical Christmas music, um, which is always very fun. There's a lot of, there's experimental Christmas music. You know, there, there's a lot out there. Um, so when people say they don't like Christmas music, I'm kind of confused. Like, well, you just haven't found like the Christmas music you like yet, because whatever your sentiments are toward Christmas, that album does exist. Or there are a number of songs to fit a playlist that would really make you happy. That's right. Well, listener, we want to take a break. We're going to let you hear from today's sponsor and our sponsor, by the way, for every episode that we have done this year, every episode we have done of the show, our sponsor, Anchor. We want to thank Anchor uh, for continuing to be our sponsor, for uh, providing us not only the money to help pay for um, the technology that we use, but also to help cover licensing fees and all kinds of things like that. And so we're so grateful for our sponsor anchor. We're going to let you hear more about them in a moment. And then we're going to be back and we're going to talk about our five favorite Christmas albums, our favorite songs from them and the hardest album it was for each of us to leave off. Kyle, why don't you go first? Let's get okay. your fifth favorite Christmas album. Okay. This is not an easy list to make for me because uh, I do really like Christmas music. And you also um, have a great Christmas album like a, a gift to you from Phil Spector. Yeah, that, that's a real, literally a gift uh, yeah. for me. Uh, which I guess leads me to my number five pick, um, which is... The Beach Boys Christmas album. This should not be surprising. I talk about the Beach Boys and Brian, I think, quite a bit on this podcast. Side one in particular um, is exceptional. Um, it's mostly originals. Oh, I think with maybe one exception. And so like the first five tracks are just like 
bulletproof. One of the things uh-huh. I do love about the Beach Boys Christmas album is exactly what you're saying, that there is a whole lot of original music. And what is true for most uh, most of the more recent Christmas albums is that they really are just new takes on the old Christmas classics. Right. So the, the thing that is nice about an album like this from the 60s is that you get a lot of original music in it because uh-huh. all, all of those songs we now think of as Christmas classics hadn't been written yet. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a, you know, the, see the first five songs are all written by, by Brian Wilson um, with a couple also attributed to, to Mike Love. Um, but like it starts with little St. Nick. I mean, this is one of the all time great Christmas songs. Um, Santa's beard is like a really kind of silly, really fun one. Um, Merry Christmas baby gets into one of my favorite sub genres of Christmas music, well, Christmas music, which is the breakup song, mm-hmm. you know, and Merry Christmas baby is just about, you know, why'd you have to break up with me on Christmas day? You know, why'd you have to do it this time of year? You know, that that's the kind of stuff that I, I really enjoy, uh, with some Christmas music. Um, but my favorite of them um, is Christmas Day. The Christmas spirit grows with each new day. And it's so close but seems so far away. And yet it comes only once a year. And for you know it's already It's just this is what this is the thing about it's like it's just a great Beach Boy song. It happens to be about Christmas, um, but it is a great Beach Boy song, and it's one of the ones that it, the album comes out in 1964, and Pet Sounds is just two years away, and so this is kind of the moment where you see Brian has, you know, the songwriting credit on this one. Um, he's also the producer of this album, and you start to see him kind of flex these new muscles that he has as a writer and a producer and an arranger of this music and Christmas day, I think is actually at this point, one of kind of maybe the early indicators in the beach boys catalog that is kind of pointing toward, you know, what pet sounds is going to be. My number five Christmas album is, is an album that is, for me, I think impossible to leave off this list, even though I don't believe it is. I don't believe that the entire 10 songs of this album are that strong. But the three strong songs on this album so much make up for what it lacks on the rest of the album that it's hard to leave off. And that would be 
Mariah Carey's 1994 Merry Christmas with the ubiquitous All I Want for Christmas is You. At this point, you are so familiar with the first four chords of this song. For many people, this song, this 1994 All I Want for Christmas is You is what now rings in the Christmas season. And here's some information for you from Spotify. All I Want for Christmas is You is one of fewer than 200 songs on Spotify that have crossed the threshold into over a billion plays. Meaning that this is among the highest 0.01% of songs on Spotify is the 1994 classic, All I Want for Christmas is You. I don't want a lot for Christmas There is just one thing I need I don't care about the presents Underneath the Christmas tree I just want you for my own classic yeah and it, i mean it's become like um and now with the uh, internet culture and social media culture it's kind of become like the me october 31st versus me like november 1st kind of musical cue like it's, it's there, there's a, been like a memification mm-hmm. of the song and the use of the song that really for i mean it, it might be for millennials and maybe even Gen Z, kind of the quintessential Christmas song. Yeah, yeah, and and it's great because you know it's it's not it's not about Santa, not about little baby Jesus, not about Rudolph or Frosty. There's nothing kind of mystical about it. There's nothing religious about it. It's just a great pop song mm-hmm. um, that also um, reminds you of you know Darling Love, you know, and, and the Wall of Sound. Um, you know, so it, it sounds familiar, you know, it, even when it comes out in 1994, it sounds like you've already had it for 30 years, Yeah, you know, and it's been almost 30 years since it's come out and it hasn't aged a day. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things where you're just like, this is an absolute timeless hit. 
it's hard it's hard to ignore this song and yeah and you even if you wanted to you can't because uh, it is everywhere at all times now this time of year which no <laughs> complaints it's a it's a fantastic it's, it's, pop a, song. it's, a, it's a well-crafted song well-crafted yeah. pop song yeah all right Micaiah, what's your number four my number four uh is one that's fairly new to me actually discovered it for myself only last year and i am so hooked on it and i love it uh it's called merry christmas and the artists are the sonics the whalers and the galaxies it's not the whalers that we've covered on this show before with bob marley uh it is a bunch of garage rock bands 1965 making christmas music i mean i mean it's really that simple um they each have like three or four songs on there they're mostly originals um it looks like uh please come home for christmas and the christmas song and rudolph the red-nosed reindeer are the only three that you would know but this this is just an impressive to me um collection of christmas songs um pretty subversive at times and just got a real rock and roll attitude not in the way of like the beach boys or phil specter but you know um dare i say proto-punk um yeah i dare i dare say it um the sonics it opens with the song santa claus by the sonics which is really great uh, and then another song by them called Don't Believe in Christmas, which is great. And there's one, the Whalers um, song, Christmas Spirit, with two question marks. Um, phenomenal. Phenomenal Christmas song. And um, Christmas Eve by the Galaxies is another one. It's just like this is like I heard it and I couldn't just like song after song. It's like I can't believe how good this album is. And I only heard of it last year. Um, each year I, I just dig and dig a little bit deeper into the Christmas music world and um, came across this one and wow, wow, wow. Um, game changer of a Christmas album. Um, but the best song for me on here, um, She's Coming Home by The Wailers. Christmas carols with everyone I love for her I'll show When I catch her under the mistletoe Oh, can you see What a merry Christmas This will be vacation time She's coming home for me My number four is an album that doesn't seem as subversive on on the surface but one of the things that is true and is unavoidable for the for the two of us as we talk about christmas music i am a pastor of a church um 
Christmas is, you know, the Advent season celebrating Christmas is, is a big deal. It's a real thing. Um, it's meaningful to me. It's meaningful to the church that I serve at. Um, Micaiah is a, uh, former, um, religion and history major in college. And so he and I have talked a lot about this And one of the things that I think we all have to struggle with when it comes to Christmas music is it forces us to confront the idea of the Christmas holiday to begin with and its origins and all that is wrapped up in it, all that it's wrapped up in it from its beginning, all that gets wrapped up in it now. Um, and so for me, my fourth album, and I'm breaking all of our traditional rules, but of course we have applied no rules to this list and I'm so grateful for that. So for my fourth album, I'm going to name not a single album, but a collection of five albums, five Christmas albums by Sufjan Stevens called Silver and Gold. 58 songs, nearly three hours worth of music. About 75% of it is Sufjan Stevens covering some traditional Christmas song, an old Christmas hymn, a famous uh, you know, kind of novelty Christmas song. Um, but uh, the other 25% of this collection is original music. And Sufjan Stevens, in his collection of original music um, on this collection, Silver and Gold, uh, really says a lot of the things that I think many of us that struggle with the history of Christmas and struggle with um, what this holiday is and what it has come to represent um, just really provides some, some great songs for us. And I will say that even though this is only number four for me in terms of my Christmas album list, it might have my all-time favorite Christmas song in the Sufjan original Christmas Unicorn, a beautiful picture of all of the paradoxes and inconsistencies wrapped up in our Christmas traditions, in our Christmas celebrations, in our Christmas stories, um, in our Americanized consumer picture of Christmas. And so for me, I love how playfully, how subversively um, he brings all of that to light in his original song, Christmas Unicorn, that closes out this collection. And that is my choice. I'm a Christmas unicorn in a uniform made of gold With a billy goat beard and a sorcerer's shield And a mistletoe on my nose Oh, I'm a Christian holiday I'm a symbol of original sin I've a pagan tree and a magical wreath and a bow tie on my chin. Oh, I'm a pagan heresy. I'm a tragical Catholic shrine. I'm a little bit shy with a lazy eye and a penchant for sublime. Oh, I'm a mystical apostasy. I'm a horse with a fantasy twist Though I play all night with my magical guide People say I don't exist For I make no full apology For the cat. 
That's a great pick. Um, yeah, and it's also one of those things where it kind of technically is a collection of five albums because what Sufjan would do since like the beginning of his like recording career is that each year he would record like a Christmas EP for friends. And then he did a collection of five of those for songs for Christmas or songs about Christmas in 2006, 2007 mm-hmm. songs for uh, Christmas. Yeah. Volumes one through five. And those are great. Mm-hmm. And then in 2012, another collection of five that are just absolutely incredible. One of them is like co-produced by the Desner brothers from the national, which is just exceptional. Um, one is just real far out, real out there. One of them has a cover of alphabet street by Prince. I mean, like it, it is really all over the place. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad you chose. I kind of expected you to go with the volumes one through five, that collection. Um, I mean, and that's, that's a much more traditional collection The the first, the yeah. first five volumes, it, it is the more kind of pretty appropriate, like Christmas music, you know, the, the second, you know, silver and gold, the second, the second collection that he does, um, like you said, it's, it's all over the place. And I love the, um, I just love the way that he's clearly wrestling, um, his own faith, his own picture of all the history, of of this holiday um he he just wears that on his sleeve in the second collection in a way that he doesn't in the first um the first feels much more kind of novelty and this feels more like he has something to say and i and i really love that glad you chose that pick Mm -hmm. and christmas unicorn rules uh so i guess that puts us at my number three your number three my number three all right, my number three is a compilation that originally came out in 1968 called Soul Christmas. It does. It really doesn't get much better than this. I mean, this is pretty perfect. I mean, it starts off with Backdoor Santa by Clarence Carter. Take a guess of what that's about. Um, and you get the Christmas song by King Curtis, White Christmas by Otis Redding. Um you know, I'll make everyday Christmas parentheses for my woman by Joe Tex. Um, Booker T and the MGs are on there a couple times doing silver bells and jingle bells. Um, probably the biggest kind of classic, uh, Merry Christmas Baby by Otis Redding is on there. Um, a really fun one that I really like and I think a lot of people like as well. Uh, Gee Whiz, It's Christmas by Carla Thomas, which is uh, just really one of my favorites. Such a and, fun song. Yeah. And now in like later reissues, they've put on this Christmas by Donny Hathaway. Mm-hmm. That's not on the original 1968 album. Um, could use it. Cause that's a killer song. Um, but for me these days, the one I've just been kind of infatuated with is every day will be like a holiday by William Bell. Every day. Such a long 
when, when people say, I don't really like Christmas music, this is kind of the first one I'll push on them. Because it's not Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, or Ave Maria, right? It starts with Backdoor Santa and ends with like, you know, depending on what version you have, either King Curtis doing What Are You Doing New Year's Eve or Donny Hathaway. I mean, like, it's just, I mean, oh, just Redding. But I mean, like, I don't, I don't have to defend this. Like, look at this lineup. Like, it's it's absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, so, yeah, this, this, is, this is definitely the album these days that I push on people, I think, the most. Yeah. Um, I do love that you mentioned Backdoor Santa because Backdoor Santa is on my next album. My number three album hmm. is the first of three uh, Christmas compilations that Jimmy Iovine put together for uh, as a fundraising for the Special Olympics. The very first of them came out in 1987, A Very Special Christmas. And it has some great songs on it, but it has Bon Jovi covering Backdoor Santa um, and really having, having a lot of fun with it. Um, you get Brian Adams doing Run Rudolph Run, uh, U2 doing Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. But then you also have uh, a phenomenal original song, Run DMC's Christmas in Hollis. Uh, just a great song Christmas in Hollis and of course if you're a fan like I am of the Christmas movie Die Hard you know that it's the Christmas music that gets played in the limo before John heads to Nakatomi Tower run dmc's christmas and hollis i mean it's other than up to this point i think you only have curtis blow doing christmas rapping mm-hmm. that, that's the only i mean i'm not a hip-hop historian but there aren't a lot of christmas hip-hop in the 80s um yeah so the, i mean it's just one of those kind of great hip-hop moments. And, and the song rules like it, it it rules it's not like corny like it, it's straight up great um but my favorite on the album, if I, you didn't ask, but um, Annie Lennox and uh, Eurythmics doing Winter Wonderland. Winter Wonderland. I, I really like that. That, that really does it for me. It's, it's like real 80s. Um, but yeah, I, I, I dig that version a lot, actually. It's hard not to love Annie Lennox's voice. Yeah. She, oh, yeah. She's fantastic. Well, number two, Makai, this, this episode's moving right along. Let's, let's hear your number two. 
Well, my number two, we've already covered, so this is going to be easy. Mine is Silver and Gold by Sufjan Stevens. Um, this came out when I was, it was the, my last Christmas in college is when it came out. Um, so it was very exciting. Um, when that came out in 2012, got the box set, um, listened to all of it. Um, I, I have a Christmas music playlist that I update every year. Um, I've gotten up to a hundred songs for this year. I'm really proud of that playlist. I have a separate Sufjan playlist that's 50 songs, 25 songs from each of the collections. And boy, do I love it. And when I look at that list, overwhelmingly, I prefer the songs that are on silver and gold. Um, I just think it's phenomenal. I'm the kind of weirdo who um, in 2013, the following Christmas, I got into uh, this weird kind of a run in grad school where I would go to the gym at my apartment complex and just like hit the treadmill for a while. And what I would listen to to get amped was Silver and Gold by Sufjan. <laughs> okay. Um, this, is like not, this is like not a joke. I would put on line, like Lumberjack Christmas slash No One Can Save You from Christmas's Past, which is one of the ones by the, the, the Desner Brothers, uh, Desner Brothers uh, did with Sufjan. And I would just, just go for it. His version of the Midnight Clear that the Desner Brothers worked on. Carol of St. Benjamin, the bearded one, so good. And I don't even know that I'm pronouncing this right, but Bar Carola, mm-hmm. you guys as good as mine. Um, parentheses, You Must Be a Christmas Tree. This is one of Sufjan's best songs. Like straight up, Christmas or not, like I think that's one of Sufjan's best songs. And all the ones that I just named are from Glorious Songs for Christmas, Volume 6, which is the first disc on Silver and Gold. Uh, first of five. And I think that is those eight songs is one of the best Sufjan albums that exist. I mean, like it's, it's so solid. Just those eight songs um, start to finish. But for me, the one that I'm like, okay, this is of any Sufjan original song of which there are so many great ones. The one that I'm like, this could actually be an all time Christmas classic. Um, would be Christmas in the Room. No travel plans, no shopping malls, no candy canes, no Santa Claus. For as the day of rest draws near, it's just the two of us this year. Our TV show 
So my third and second albums are very similar. The third is a collection mostly of uh, artists from 1987 doing covers of classic Christmas songs. And my second pick is artists from 2012 doing covers of classic Christmas songs in the compilation Holidays Rule. You do get a handful of uh, originals, not many, um, but you get great covers. So you have the band Fun doing Sleigh Ride, Shin, the Shins doing Wonderful Christmas Time, uh, uh, Rufus Wainwright and Sharon Van Etten doing Baby It's Cold Outside, The Civil Wars doing I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, Calexico doing Green Grows the Holly, um, Fruit Bats doing It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas, The Head and the Heart doing What Are You Doing New Year's Eve, Andrew Bird doing Auld Line Sign. Um, you, get, you get this great collection of artists. And if A Very Special Christmas is a picture of the best of the 80s doing Christmas songs, um, Holidays Rule is... Uh, kind of the the last picture of indie rock doing doing Christmas songs, and so I'm I'm such a fan of both of these because they capture these two moments in in musical time. And uh, to the point that you were making earlier, Micaiah, I think that's what I love so much about Christmas music because Christmas music really ends up becoming this picture of what music sounds like in that moment. So the same thing I love about 1987's A Very Special Christmas, my third favorite Christmas album is the same thing that I love about 2012's Holidays Rule in my favorite song. My favorite song on here, which gives me an opportunity to talk about a, a new bluegrass band um, doing one of my favorite classic Christmas songs is the Punch Brothers led by mandolin virtuoso and winner of the MacArthur Genius Grant, Chris Thiele, the Punch Brothers doing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely Shall come to thee, O oh, 
That's a good pick. Um, song, I mean, but also the album. And yeah, I mean, this makes sense for you. Um, which I think every time I say that, I think you may think it's a dig, but yeah. I mean, especially since, because 2012 is kind of like, that would have been uh, like the last Christmas that we would have actually been both in St. Augustine. Yeah. And I know that you were listening to a lot of this music. Um, so this makes total, total sense. I mean, and it, yeah, it, it is such a 2012, and I'm familiar with this, this list, but even as you were reading it off, I was like, wow, that is so 2012 that it's almost like embarrassing how 2012 is like, that is so of its time. Um, which I mean, which is also its appeal, which is the appeal of yeah. all Christmas albums is being like, that's so the time. Like, yes, yeah. come is, on, come on. The Shins, Fun, and Rufus Wainwright on an album together. I mean, when are we going to see that again? I really enjoyed that when it came out. That was both of those have been on my Christmas playlist of the year before, uh, especially around the time that that, that like album hit. Micaiah, what's your number one? This should be no surprise. My number one released on the same day that President John F. Kennedy was assassinated is a Christmas gift for you from Phil Spector. I knew it. Um, I, and I, that's couldn't, I couldn't imagine it not being your favorite Christmas album. Of Well, it's just so good. Um, it's very good. And, and that's true. It was released the day JFK was assassinated, which infuriated Phil Spector. Um, Cause you know, someone stole his thunder. Gosh, darn it. Um, you know, little psychopath that he was. Um, and of course it's one of those great ironies, you know, you get the, the best uh, Christmas album of all time for my money um, by a Jewish man who's producing with it's his name on it, despite it being a bunch of young black artists. Um, but it's it's by Phil Spector and not by the Ronettes, the Crystals, Darling Love, Bobby Sox and the Blue Jeans, you know. Um, so there, there's there's like a whole complicated kind of thing with it, which is what makes it interesting. But it's got a great album cover also of all the albums that we've kind of talked about. Um, and this is one that is on like the Rolling Stone 500 greatest albums of all time. Technically, it's on there twice. And it's technically the only album I think that is on there twice because it's on there by itself, but it's also in its entirety is part of the Phil Spector back to mono box set, which is also on that list. So to my knowledge, it's the only album that's on the RS 500 twice um, in any iteration of the list. Um, that's a technicality. Um, but it also is probably testament to how good this album is. And so when we talk about Christmas albums and is there one that is so good that it could be a 100 grace of all time, I would say this could be my favorite from this album. And what I'm, I could, uh, I believe to be maybe the best Christmas song of all time uh, is Christmas uh, parentheses, baby, please come home by Darlene Love, mm -hmm. uh, which is potentially, I think, I think it's the only song written for this album. Um, yeah. Um, Co-written by Phil Spector. Who knows how true that is. Um, if it came out of Philly's records, his name was on it just kind of by default anyway. Um, but Ellie Greenwich and Jeff Barry, 
are the are the writers there and yeah i mean i think this is because even now people my age would probably lean more to the mariah carey thing but that's just trying to be Mm -hmm. christmas baby please come home i think that for a lot of people you know there are kind of three versions of christmas music that they would call christmas music as a genre i think one they probably point to just like Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, right? Just like kind of doesn't matter who sings it. Just these are the classic church Christmas songs that you heard. And the second would be the kind of the crooner kind of Christmas. Your Bing Crosby, your Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, all those guys. And they're right to say that too. You know, in the 1940s, 1950s stuff. And then I think there's the turning point is here, 1963, with Darlene Love's Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. I think when you hear that, that's like, that's Christmas music. If you had to say, what does Christmas music sound like, you know, musically, you know, and lyrically, it would probably come down to that when it comes to it being like pop music. You know, what is Christmas pop music? Because the rest of it is, is more jazz, but with like bells. And I think that this album is kind of a turning point for what Christmas music can be. My number one is a compilation of three compilations. I know what this is. I'm talking about James Brown's Funky Christmas, um, which was also released under the title The Best of James Brown, The Christmas Collection. It is the compilation. It, It is kind of a best of of James Brown's three Christmas albums that he released in 1966, 1968, and 1970. So it's James Brown sings Christmas songs, a soulful Christmas, and hey, America, it's Christmas. And so uh, a funky Christmas or best of James Brown, the Christmas collection, however you want to define it, uh, this is kind of the best of, it's the best of compilation of those three Christmas albums by James Brown. And this is, I mean, just a picture of all of the things that make James Brown great, that make him funny, that make him subversive, that make him over the top, that make him a ridiculous caricature of himself. I mean, 
all of the best things you get from James Brown are put into this collection where you get some of him doing essentially funk versions, soul versions of Christmas songs. And then you also get him doing some originals that are just great. You get some, I mean, you get tit for tat, ain't no taken back. You get, uh, Hey America, you get soulful Christmas and you get my favorite song on this album. Santa Claus go straight to the ghetto. Santa Claus go straight to the ghetto. Tell him James Brown sent you. Yeah, that far and away, I think is the best James Brown Christmas. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you on that one. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great compilation because you get all three. But I mean, I, I can listen to the album Soulful Christmas and be plenty happy just having that one mm-hmm. of the three. Um, but the the Funky Christmas compilation of like kind of the best of all three is um, yeah, just solid throughout. I mean, it's great stuff. Santa Claus go straight to the ghetto. Hitch up your reindeer uh, and go straight to the ghetto. Santa Claus, go straight to the ghetto. Fill every stocking you find. The kids are gonna love you so. Uh, leave a toy for Johnny, leave a doll for Mary. Leave something pretty for Donnie And don't forget about Gary Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Tell him James Brown sent you Go straight to the ghetto You know that I know what you will see Cause that was once Me Hit it Hit it You see Marvel's Well what about you Makai What was your hardest album to leave off of this list Okay I'll say two things Cause I think there's another album That also stands to be like Potentially one of the best Even though it didn't make my list and if someone said this is one of the best albums of all time, I wouldn't fault you for it. And that's Ella Wishes You a Swingin' Christmas by Ella Fitzgerald from 1960, which is just track for track. Just this is perfect. This is Christmas. This is wonderful. Um, so I, I, if we're going to do a Christmas episode on like some of the best Christmas albums, I got to throw that one out there as being another contender for one of the best, top five best for sure. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. The only thing I feel like for both of us we have left off is 
the like 1940s and 50s crooner style Christmas albums. And I, I think because they're so ubiquitous, because they're everywhere, you hear them everywhere, you hear them all the time. Because they're always around every Christmas, they're never albums I've gone out of my way to seek out because they're just there. Like it's music you can't escape. But if we're going to talk about great Christmas music, whether it's um, Frank Sinatra or um, Dean Martin or um, my pick, Bing Crosby, it's yeah. it's hard to leave any of the crooner artists off. So the, the album that's hardest for me to leave off this list is Bing Crosby's 1945 compilation, White Christmas. An album that went through a lot of changes over time because... It clearly predates the LP era, you know. So it was like a couple collections of like seventy eights, um, and then by the eighties or sixties or maybe maybe seventies, um, eventually became like kind of the LP that we know as White Christmas with the classic cover of like him with like the Santa hat and everything, and all those songs were compiled. If there's such a thing as like traditional American Christmas music, probably starts here. Right? I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me. Please have snow and mistletoe and presents on the tree. Christmas Eve will find me where the love light gleams. I'll be home for Christmas if only. Here we have some Christmas albums. And for as many Christmas albums as we've named, there are Christmas albums that we have left off. We have forgotten. Um, But the good news is this is not going to be the last Christmas that we celebrate together on this podcast. So we will be back again next year talking about the same thing. And eventually we're going to talk about our favorite Christmas movies. Uh It's going to be a good time. Well, listener, we want to leave you with a Christmas song that is not on any of these albums. And it's called Christmas Wrapping by The Waitresses. We'll see you in two weeks. Those trees.